pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Welcome back to the Kinetic Believers Podcast, KBs. If you don't know what to choose, choose life. If you don't know what to think, think abundance. If you don't know what to say, just speak encouragement and champion yourself and everybody else and celebrate and edify your exquisite self with positive words of gratitude. We are so glad to have all of you back with us today. You are the reason that Maggie and I are here. Text the word (laughs) kinetic to 844-844-0049 and I will send you an occasional encouraging message. These are, by the way, their thoughts that I'll share with you. Usually they come when the you know, we've, we've recognized it's kind of when the collective needs them, right? I agree, yeah. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon and make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. Cities listening around the world. This is always interesting I love to it. me. Yeah. United States. Well, that's not a city. United States. <laughs> United <laughs> Kingdom. These are countries. The United Kingdom, Canada. South Africa, Australia is tuned in. India and Namibia. I love Namibia, by the way. Part of Africa, yeah, yes. down all it's on the the west coast, southern southernmost tip, not tip, but down south. Yeah, down south. Africa. The animals that they have there, such a plethora. Mm. Good word. So many animals. They have all the gosh, they've got elephants and giraffes, lions, the hippos are there, cheetahs, the they have the black and the uh the white rhinos. Wow. I want to go there. I do too. So rich and teeming with life. France is listening. Mexico, Barbados, Belgium, the Philippines, Brazil, Hong Kong, and Myanmar is tuned in today. Wow. Netherlands, Spain, Germany, Iceland, Kenya, just to name a Goodness. few. Mag- C- cities would take all day. <laughs> you can Let's, only list the countries. I don't think I could say this. <laughs> I, I struggle with the, with the countries, some of them. I think you anyway. did great. Well, you, know, you nailed just it. Like cities like Crawfordville. Tullahoma. You have to slur them together. Racine. Crawfordville. I don't know. Crawfordville. Crawfordville. You got to be like like you're local. Just slur it it all together. Crawfordville. And they say, (laughs) and the locals will go vol. And if like, and if you're not local, you go vil. Vil. These places. If you're. If you're Megan, <laughs> you say Vil, and I'll say Vol. We could add that to the potato potato song. The sun is starting. The sun's coming out. I know, but it's deceiving, Stephen, because it's still very cold. I went out there. I want to go out on the beach, but you're saying we should not. Well, we can, but we would have to bundle up. It's cold. Your haircut looks good. Your haircut looks good. Thank you, but I think yours was more significant. <laughs> You know, hair is a strange thing, isn't it? Yes. Isn't it? Isn't it a weird thing? It is a total weird. thing. I mean, thing. it alters. You were just you were saying earlier how it alters your physical appearance, but and it can strengthen either oh, the gosh. ego or weaken the ego. But yes. it's a quick test, isn't it? Well, we all know what that what a bad hair day makes you look like, feel like. It's it's a, it's something. I like your haircut. Well, thank you. It was worth the three hour drive we took for you to get it. <laughs> well, you scared me that you got a haircut nearby and. It was, you said it was terrifying, so I was well, like, we have should, to find a different one. Do you get anxious before you go and have, have somebody cut your hair, especially if you don't know who they are? We travel um, all I, the time. I used to, but I have to say, the level of, of it's, you know, FBI level uh, recon on salons at this point. But does that really work? <laughs> you go online and they say this, and they look at all the reviews, and who's doing the reviews? 
This is a good. Maybe the other point. people in the salon are reviewing each other. You just don't know, Steve. It's a. And then nobody ever looks <laughs> like their photo. You go in and she says, "Hi, I'm Cindy." And no, you're not. I. <laughs> I saw Cindy. I saw before Cindy, I came and in. you <laughs> are. You're no Cindy, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> I find it terrifying, and it's, I don't have kind of, as much hair I, as you. Well, you know, and that is the biggest thing. And that's, I guess I'm not, it's not terrifying because I always say, at least don't, whatever you do, just don't cut a lot. So even if it's bad, it can't be too bad. Would you, or I'm like, do you have just a sharp comb? <laughs> I have to go with you. You need a chaperone to go to these salon appointments. It, it can be a little, little nerve wracking. Moving on. But moving on. you had yours cut. It's beautiful. I had mine cut. Yes. It's but I, gorgeous. I did, I had to get the girl to stop cutting. I, I mean, she was, she was grabbing my hair like it's a bundle <laughs> of wires and, and she would just kind of saw through the end of it. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was just, I've been casually telling her how to cut my hair, but then I'm, I'm like, okay, just stop, Please stop, stop. <laughs> leave my bangs down to my chin and the rest of it up over my ears. You I'm, have like I'm a, heading for the door. You have like a reverse mullet at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Or I'm like, was it cousin it? Oh, it's not that bad. Or, <laughs> and actually, Cousin It always had a very like razored edge, if you would notice. Well, I've got to be less casual yeah. when I go into these places. Yeah, it does. But, you know, that's you're you're and, you know, you have everything is working for you, Steve. It always is because you say it is and your hair looks amazing. They, so, they saw is. on mine, but I walk by and I see you inside of the salon. And and they're just twirling the scissors. And there's like, and how did, do you get these people? Well, you didn't hear the... That, the, the conversation before the haircut. I don't know if I can say it on gonna, the air. Okay, I'm going to cut your hair. Are you? Hello, and my name is Steve. What did you do over the summer? Oh, man. What did you do over the summer? How do you want your hair to be? How, how do you want it to look today? Yeah. Ready, go. What would I, you really Roll want to know what I, I would say? What you, so I can say something I, would, I always say I want the same haircut I had before. Well, they, you've never seen them well, before. Well, they can see the layers. Oh. They can see it in there. And I say, but I don't want any length taken off. Well, what the heck are you doing there? I'm getting my layers trimmed. Oh. So there's a difference <laughs> between a haircut and... Yes, see? there is. Well, like different parts of your hair grow mm. faster than others. So you just have to get it shaped up. Different parts grow faster, yes, like so cut the parts that are anybody growing Anybody out there with long hair knows hair. what I'm talking about. Like the bottom portion of your hair typically grows a lot faster than the top. So I don't want... <laughs> <laughs> okay, You're, you'll have to walk me through it. Is anyone still out there? <laughs> I think they probably... You know, words are important, aren't they? Oh, man. Aren't they? As important as hair. <laughs> <laughs> Which is important. A lot of people don't realize this, Maggie, but the words that we choose to say, or actually the way that we choose to represent ourselves when we go in to have our hair cut, actually creates the circumstances that we are about to experience. Mm. Sitting there in that chair, the words that we're speaking to the stylist are going to produce something very quickly. Mm-hmm. And words matter. Yeah. They do. Both both our words and actually our nonverbal actions will create a power. And far more than actually most people realize. And so we just kind of bounce around from Salon to salon, wondering why things happen the way they do. Why me? There's a proverb in the Bible that says, gentle words bring life and health, Mm -hmm. and a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Wow. Now think about that. I mean, that was written, what, over 3,000 years ago. So I mean, the question is, how did the writer know that? Well, one of the most surreal premises of quantum theory 
which philosophers and physicists are fascinated by, is the proof that by the very act of describing what an observer believes with words affects the reality of what's being observed. I mean, all things, everything that you can see, touch, whatever it is, all things are formed by energy. And it's just energy that's vibrating at a frequency. And the frequency has been determined by the substance of the belief of the one that's doing the observing. Belief contains quantum substance. It's not just some idea that's not tangible. There's an actual substance to whatever it is you believe. So obviously you believe you're going to get a great haircut. I'm walking there believing anything's possible. So anything can ha so anything does happen. <laughs> but but when you think about this, well, belief containing quantum substance, what you believe, what I believe matters. It's vital to the success of whatever our endeavor is. It is hugely important. Belief is a, an important, vital part of the, of the experiences we're going to have, the life we're going to live. Well, and that even makes me think about sometimes we can, uh, or I've heard people even get into the habit of saying things as if it's a question. Have you heard that before? You know, even statements, they sort of go up at the end, you mm -hmm. know, like I'm well, sure. going to the store. Sure. Um, and it just makes me think about the the purposefulness that you're telling us to, to mm -hmm. insert into our words. And it's also reflecting our level of belief. And I know that sounds like maybe a silly analogy, but at the same time, we do need to check our conviction on the things that we're saying. Well, we do because, well, there was a published study recently where researchers at the, the, uh, Wiseman Institute of Science conducted this highly controlled experiment that demonstrated how this beam of electrons was affected by the act of articulating what was being observed. Mm -hmm. It was it was uh, changing changing wow. it, but but now that wasn't the end of it. The experiment then went on to reveal that the greater the amount of the watching from the observer that was had been internalized thought about and then communicated watching while watching you know what was being talked about the greater the observer's influence had on what happened next so now what this means is that words literally contain quantifiable substance mm. and what this means is that well gentle words do bring life and health and a person that misleads other people with their words which is a deceitful tongue which is a person who meddles in the affairs of other people for the purpose of manipulation, this is one who goes about crushing the spirit of other people. So words are things. They do matter. They are important. They're far more important than people give them credit for. People use them recklessly, like you were saying. And we just toss them about, grab whatever comes to mind, and we just blah, say it. Just spit it out, and then there's consequences, and you think it's something else that's going on. Well, and something I really love about the study you just described is how not only did it show us and reveal that, that okay, words are affecting things around us in this very real, tangible way, but there are levels to it. And, you know, it's one thing to say something. It's a whole other to to inject the, the total force of our highest, highest self and our full conviction of what we're believing behind those words. Now, we've known this for a long time. I mean, you and I, we've been talking about this for 15 years. <laughs> and we, we, I mean, we do in our, sometimes our morning meditations together. Yeah. We'll, we will mm -hmm. explore the, these concepts of words. And then, I don't know, two hours later, 
I'm putting my foot in my mouth again. And you go, now, Steve, do you really believe that? Do you really want that to happen to you? Because I'm not going to participate in this. I will agree with you. If you want to be sick and tired of that, you go ahead. I mean, you're doing this. You're, you're helping me in a loving way all the time. But I just fall. But I also remind you that, hey, you created this word monster. Yes, you do. And I, this is your fault, sir. Okay. You just you just took two hours of my life teaching me these principles, and you expect me to now ignore all of that? <laughs> to not keep your keep you in line? Okay. Oh, but I love it though because it is it is. I mean, words and it makes me think about you know these these elite athletes, and you hear about how they bring in these specialists and they come in at halftime or whatever to to give pep talks to these teams. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm positive that the pep talk is not needed because they forgot that they're supposed to win. Obviously, they want to win. Obviously, the knowledge even of how to win is there. But but we're human beings. That's part of this experience. We have to be stirred up in this. Well, they're coming in with the pep talk to change circumstances to mm-hmm. actually manifest a different outcome yeah. or an expected outcome. But isn't it interesting that we say things, we say things, Mm. we say something, words are actually things. And what we talk about rearranges things to change the circumstances that we're going to experience in alignment with Mm. what we believe that we say. Now, somebody might be thinking, uh, well, what if I don't believe what I'm saying? All the more reason to say what you believe, (laughs) because you are creating. We are creating when we are speaking. So say what you believe to be true, believe to be good and just and to be desired. Foolish words create a life of full-hearted mishaps Mm. and foolish experiences. Out-of-control experiences follow that. And another reason why our words are are so vital to the experiences that we have is because they can begin to shape and shape how we actually view ourselves, mm-hmm. what we believe about ourselves, it, and what we believe our, about ourselves makes it true to the evidence of our self perception. In other words, words have a sharpness to them. And that sharpness then whittles away at the forms and all the patterns of what we're going to experience. They create the imagery of Mm -hmm. self-evaluation. And so words have this creative effect on how we interact with people and on how, you know, we're making the decisions that we make either to walk on the beach or not. You know, we, oh, it's too cold to do that. Well, we're, we're going to make an opposite decision. We're, we are not going to go walk on the beach because our words then created the decision we're going to, and how we're receiving that information. Well, and something that uh, you and I discussed one time, and, and I found it so helpful. You know, you, we were talking about the relationship that we're engaging in with the universe, you know, the 50-50. And mm. we went really deep on words in this conversation, and we got to the, to the point of, of saying, you know, look, you have to make sure that your words are laser focused, that they're hitting the bullseye every single time, because this is a relationship that we're engaged in. And you don't want to say something you don't mean and then flip and say something that you really mean with a lot of conviction. We, we have to, to develop in consistency. We have to find a level of consistency um, because what you say one day is very tethered to what we're trying to say and 
make happen today. Well, words are legalistic. So what you mean is now all of a sudden not important. There's, it's like fashioning something. Whether mm. you mean to do it or not, you're putting the sharp edge of the, of the words to the wood and you're whittling away. I don't mean to cut this wood with my words, but you're doing <laughs> the action. You're speaking yeah. the form of the words. And yes, words have form. Whether you mean for it to or not, it still has the legalistic effect of a form. And so they can inspire or they can bring tears to other people, whether you mean it or not. This is why it's also important not to speak uh, what a lot of people like to call between the lines. But you know, is, trying right. to, to say something, to mean something else while you're saying something else. Well, you're in the realm of dishonesty, but you're still creating and the words are still having an effect. Whether your intention is good or bad, regardless, the words you're speaking has a very real authentic effect. Mm. But most people fail to use right words or to even communicate with with wise intentions, like you're saying, knowing that the power that words contain are have a very real effect. But look, being a kinetic believer, that someone who's speaking with authority, knowing that their words have a, a powerful effect on their lives and the lives of other people around them, being a practitioner of, of careful, thoughtful, and deliberate positive communication is what a KB does. And so it, it really is so easy to speak without thinking. And just to, like I was saying earlier, just to fall into the <laughs> habit of just blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You know, in the same way it is to act without even thinking, to drive to work again and not remember the drive there. How did I get here? I'm still I'm sitting at the wheel, and I don't remember one thing about it. Habitual, habitual pattern of speaking and acting. Everything you just said, it really makes me think about how much is going to be tethered to, and it, it cannot even be achieved without making sure we are being present-minded, being living in the present moment. Because everything you just said, I mean, it's because we're living in the future or we're existing in the past, and all the things that we need to do as far as words are concerned, they're going to be present the words you're going to be present just saying that you know like for example you just said you know when you do things mindlessly mm. typically that's always because that mm. we're living outside of the present moment mm -hmm. and oh, so none right, of yes. this can be achieved without making sure that we're living presently being mindful yeah you can still get ready in the morning unaware of what you're putting on and you go out the door with a blue sock and a red sock <laughs> you still got ready but my goodness <laughs> I've done that, but I think it was on purpose because I literally couldn't find any matching socks. <laughs> well, just tell people you weren't aware. I, I mindlessly got ready this morning. Don't worry about but you it. You look fabulous. <laughs> right. It's fine. But acting, acting like you're saying in some way without even thinking, because you're not in the you're not in the present moment. But we can also be habitual talkers. You're just saying words, letting them fly without even thinking about what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And it's, words also contain the instant effect of motivating or of deflating thoughts and hopes, motivating the football team or deflating your, your spouse, deflating the kids, mm. encouraging uh, others with their dreams and their actions or being discouraging. Words have the power to excite people or to sadden others and even yourself or to frighten them or make people angry not just words spoken to others but the inner dialogue that you know I'm sitting here speaking to myself permits it 
those words to have profound effect on what I'm about to do or say or do this afternoon or or whatever. It's this is not to be taken lightly, Meg. And that's why, you know, occasionally we come back to this and it's so important that we as creative human beings continue to explore the power of the spoken word. You know, you just gave the example of mindlessly unloading with your words onto someone else. And that got me wondering, are we speaking either from the ego or from the higher self? Is that what's happening here? Absolutely, in alignment with ego and and motivated from ego uh, passions, or we're speaking from a place of enlightenment in alignment with our creator, because creative all, source. Because it seems like only the ego would would have those moments of protecting themselves the, itself so much that you allow your words, your hurtful words, to just sort of explode on someone else. Yeah, you allow it by not even thinking about it. You're just mm. you're just like on autopilot through yeah. a habitual pattern way of life. Or, or you're being responsive. You're just responding in like kind, matching the mm. negative energetics of someone else. But words, listen, words are so powerful. One of the most powerful forces available to us as human beings. And they have both, like you're saying, they have this creative and a destructive energy, and they contain the power and ability to not only help and to heal ourselves, but to hurt ourselves and harm other people. They can humiliate, and they can, they can certainly humble as well. Simply put, words contain power. Yes. And their meaning, the, the meaning, the meaning of words crystallizes and bring into concepts and perceptions that are going to shape our beliefs and determine our behavior. And from the beginning, think about this, the very beginning of modern humans, words have ultimately created the, the real world that we are all experiencing. Why are words more powerful than actions? Because they are. Well, they contain the imagery of action. While action is a force of faith, it's a force of belief, Words contain the substance of our desire, what we would like to see happen when positively motivated to speak. And so in a, in a formative way, words are actually more powerful than actions, mm. aren't they? And this is really connecting the dots on a previous podcast that was so great. And, and you, you really spent the whole podcast talking about focus and mm. how, you know, really when you, um, no, whether you want something to happen or you even don't want it to happen, either way, you are focusing on that thing. And so when it comes to mm. words, r- recognizing, okay, what am I focusing on here? Even if you're, you know, speaking the thing that you don't want to happen, Connecting those dots just seems really important for this. Well, and when you say, and that's so true, because when you and when you say focus, it's like focusing a laser. And if you don't intend to say what you're saying, you may as well be closing your eyes and waving this laser wand around, destroying the world around you and yeah. your circumstances and everybody in the room with you, because you're focusing the the powerful effect of words, even if you don't intend to, on others and everybody else, and you're destructive in a negative way if it's not with an intentional awakened awareness, a heightened sense of purpose with the words that you're wow. speaking. Wow. So it sounds like the first big step in this whole process is just admitting to ourselves, you know, grasping the this concept of the power that we really do have to alter our lives and to affect others and to affect change with our words because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're waving the laser around because you're just, you're really just unaware. You're not even aware of what you're doing. So it's like if we can 
realize the gravity of, of what we're actually doing with our words. Yeah, because otherwise you come back home, it's the end of the day, you've been out having this reckless life, going to and fro and all around, and you ran all your chores, and you come back home, you're in your recliner, you're in front of the television, sitting there wondering what happened with this reverse mullet. Where did I go wrong? Dear God. What did I say? <laughs> right, so, but with, with words, we influence ourselves and, we're, and everybody else into thinking about something and even believing something. And they are the way that we express awareness and how we process even experiential knowledge. All things in words are part of all things and, and are formed from energy, either positive or negative energy. There's no in-between. Everything's positive, everything's negative, one or the other. And this is why negative words and negative feelings and negative emotions are actually detrimental to the physiological pathology of the mind, while positive words and positive feelings and emotions promote healing and create a space to articulate the attraction of the abundant life that always follows. So if we're experiencing something that we don't want to be experiencing, is it... Would it be good advice to say, look, we need to look around and, and take stock of what we've been saying? Yes, meditate on this. Begin your day with the meditative practice of being aware of what it is that you're talking about. Simply meditating to begin each day with the determined attitude that, you know what, I'm going to avoid negative words, intentionally avoid speaking negative things, and I'm going to start, I'm going to start speaking more positive words. While being aware that I am creating a space for my purpose, mm -hmm. for my healing, for my abundance, for my best life. And I am truly blueprinting out that space to attract from the universe what was originally meant for my best genius of purpose. I have to say, day one for me as a kinetic believer, words, that, that was the big hurdle for me. That was the hardest thing to actually truly change in a realistic way. And journaling is what changed it for me mm -hmm. because it's one thing to, you, you just, it's hard to even realize how ingrained these negative phrases are in our day-to-day -day speech. And so being able to go into the journal and write only the things that I knew I wanted to be saying and not allow anything else in that journal. It was just only positives, you know, taking the guidance and moving through that. That's what allowed me to actually once and for all only allow positive speech into my day-to-day -day practice. The miracle of changing your life is so real. It's so authentic. And if you haven't done this before, go, go to stephenkenyon.com and get the 100-day Law of Attraction guided journal and start right now changing your life by blueprinting the things that we're talking about. Because if you're looking for positive change, positive words can positively change your positive little life. <laughs> po po positive words you know, like peace, take that for example, and a positive word like love actually alter the expression of our genes while strengthening areas in our frontal lobes and promoting the brain's cognitive functioning. Speaking positive words with positive feelings, positive intentions and motivations and all those things and imaginations enact the motivational centers of the brain into positive action and also builds up a resiliency to ideas of failure and, and fear and doubt and sadness and all these other things that are just... God knows the world is full of that now. Condemnation, self-inflicted negative judgments, all those things. 
Our subconscious minds interpret what it hears very, very literally. So the words that come out of our mouths creates the reality that we're going to inhabit. Actually, nobody, there's not anyone that's living a habitual life that they've not been talking about. Everybody is experiencing whatever it is that they are experiencing that is filled up with and based upon what they talk about. There is, there's a proverb in the Bible, Maggie, which says, gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Well, positive words encourage cognitive brain function. We now know that. While negative words activate our fight-or-flight response, which slows cognitive function. We've talked about this. Um, when a person, often when they are uh, afflicted with fearful thoughts, time seems to come to a standstill, and everything is just slows down in this, this frightened state sensory of perception. And actually, it's a tool for survival. You can uh, avoid danger more quickly if things do seem to slow down. But this is a cognitive function. It's very measurable. They say that a single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. Gene expression, by the way, is the process of instructions that are being communicated to our DNA. And... Those instructions are then converted into a function, just like a protein. In other words, gene expression is it's the controlled process that allows for a, a cell to respond to its changing environment. Positive words have the power to influence how we regulate stress in our bodies. And negative words have the power to influence how we will regulate stress in our bodies. And do you see what this means? This means that a word has the power to change our lives. That's not a flippant thing. It's it's tangible. It's real. It has power. Not just what we decide to do or not to do with our lives, but to literally change our circumstances beyond our grasp, beyond our reach. You're going down the road and, and, and the world's collapsing around you, it seems, perhaps. Well, you probably had something to do with the the road you're traveling at the time you're traveling it and the world seemingly collapsing around you. Think about it for a moment, because it is a literal, it is a time-halting statement of awareness to change our life, to change your life, change your circumstances, change your physical body, change who's in your life. Change what you're experiencing from day to day. Change your bank accounts. Change everything about to change it. That's surreal, isn't it? Because sure, words can influence us and inspire us to bring us even to tears, but they also alter the universe around us. I have to say, these types of actionable truth always get me so excited, more so than maybe uh, some other deeper truths even (laughs) that we go over sometimes because it's something that I can take with me. I can stick it in my pocket and I can go out into my day and I can apply it to my words immediately. And something you can do. It's something I can you do. Can, can, I can do this now. <laughs> yes. I'm going to stop saying stupid stuff. I mean, <laughs> how about that? For I can a at least keep my mouth shut. But but I just love when when we're giving something highly highly actionable. Um, you know, something's not going right in your day or in your life, in your relationships, and we can immediately ask the question. You know, what am I saying? What am, what am I saying to to cause this to happen? And you know, it's funny, you started the podcast by, you know, sharing with everyone that if you 
say that you're sick and tired. I'm like, do you want me to agree with you right. <laughs> on that? But it's, it is. Please don't. <laughs> please. No. I need your better words. But isn't that a great question to ask ourselves? You know, when we're saying something, we need to constantly be monitoring our speech saying, you know, do I want the universe to meet me halfway on this thing at all times? Because look at it this way. When you are talking, you're changing things. Yes. Okay, so words change our relationships. They change our demeanor. They change our entire system of beliefs. They determine what it is that we are attracting into our lives. I was just thinking, <laughs> before I became a kinetic believer, I talked a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> you, said, you said more stuff. I said a lot more stuff, you know, and I'm a lot slower to speak now. Um, you know, if you ask me a question, I might just sit there for a minute. <laughs> Right. So I don't want to drop the bomb, you know. If you don't know what to say, just don't. That's a great place to start. It Stop is. talking. Yes. <laughs> just do no harm. Don't don't say anything yeah. else. <laughs> it's so true because yeah. you know, they determine what we're attracting into our lives. A kinetic yes. believer who's working out their life expectations, doing it like we we're talking about through journaling, mm-hmm. is employing a habitual vocabulary the words that are consistently used in their life in order to amplify or to lower the intensity of their emotional states. And now this is what I mean when I say, learn the language of your desires. Our words lessen the intensity of negative states and increase positive states of being. Well, what is the power of positive words? Positive words create a state of consciousness, a a state of awareness. On the surface, they alleviate stress and they improve general well-being, happiness, the, the level of being filled with joy. You can have tens of thousands of thoughts every single day. I mean, it's normal. So it's no surprise that when we use the positive words and language of our vocabulary of desire, new thought patterns just start developing and they're being constructed. And the most powerful word in the universe Actually, a great place to begin is just with the one word, love. Powerful love. Because love awakens and it transforms. When you start thinking in terms of unconditional love, you awaken to a new sense of of heightened awareness. A person develops love. We do it from within, and it has the power to create. It has the power to transform things and the power to forgive and and, uh, remove obstacles. And there's a verse in the Bible which says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Mm-hmm. Well, a person who's often anxious and uncertain and, and worried and filled with doubt has succumbed to this inner conflict which captures the ego of self when beliefs and actions, they're not matching up. Saying one thing, doing another thing. Words have the power to hurt or to help other people. Hurtful words cannot be taken back. It's like trying to put toothpaste back into the, the, the thing. You're not going to do it. <laughs> the thing. <laughs> no matter, the no thing of a jigger that it came out of. <laughs> no, no matter how you might wish you could take back hurtful words or criticism that are spoken during conversations or in emails and texts and memos, whatever, on Facebook, Twitter, you can't take them back. You really can't. You know, I always think whenever you describe love like this, I always think of when you go to the chiropractor and you really need to go. <laughs> when you think of love, you think of the chiropractor. <laughs> well, you know how when you really need to go, it's it's like Relief. if you if you overlay love with just everything in your life, it cracks everything back into alignment. It puts puts everything back in its proper working position and it's just this one blanketed 
you know, lens that you can that you can overlay with your life. And then you go, oh, I see where I, what I need to fix there. Oh, I see what this person was doing. This is what I'm, I mean, it just, it gives you this beautiful way to to just suss out the things in your life you're, you're just trying to, to work on. Well, you intentionally go to the chiropractor for relief. Mm-hmm. So you can intentionally change the words you're speaking for relief. That's nice. Yeah. Words have power. Regardless of how long it's been, people remember how words that were spoken to them made them feel. Oh, Isn't God. that true? Because more often than not, they, they're not going to remember what exactly you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Yes. Yes. Find positive things to say to yourself and about others, to them, to yourself, to everybody else. Thinking positive thoughts help incline us more toward compassion and understanding and less likely to use cruel, hurtful words when we're you know, angry or emotionally upset about something. Plus, you know something else? Saying nice things to other people will help them think better of you and respond in kind to match you in that. Mm. There's no longer any mystery as to why words cause physical pain. And I think that's what I'm really stirred up about today because according to postmodernism research, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words can hurt you too. New studies have shown that simply saying this may hurt a bit before receiving one of those vaccines, for example, that's enough to trigger a pain response in the brain long before any actual pain is felt. That's enough to make me jump off the table and run right? out the door. <laughs> yes. Old thumper. Oh my goodness. Thumper. Little thumper. Our little dog. He was just a puppy. He was a baby. And we just took him baby. to the vet and... Yeah. And she came out with a syringe and she thumpers. just took the she took the cap off of the needle and she and she it kind of went by his eye and he saw it and he turned and he screamed like a person. Just and she looked at us and she said, I haven't touched him yet. <laughs> I mean, he was picking up on <laughs> on all of it. She didn't even say to Thumper that this may hurt a bit. He just saw he it. He just knew. Oh. <laughs> but you know, saying We know. I saying things like, I'm nervous. Before playing a concert, that's not good to do. Mm. That's not good. <laughs> it makes, no, it's not. It makes you sweat. <laughs> so by <laughs> by simply employing positive words, that can change a person's life in the most profound manifested way. Well, and everything you were just saying, it also reveals that we need to remember that words are also the, the building blocks of our identity. So we need to be kind when we speak to mm. ourselves, about ourselves, and to other people about ourselves. No no self-degradation, even in joking, even in passing. We are always building ourselves up. We're always speaking truth about who we know we are and who we want to be because it is a weird little human mechanism that can kick in sometimes and we just want to we want to minimize self we want to be small unseen sometimes and the words that we that we attach to our identity that's going to be everything that is so true and you know it's good to look at words like they're bricks you you head out yes. the door every day with a truckload of bricks that you're going to lay you're building something we're building mm-hmm. a house that we will inhabit and so when you say a word, look at it as like it's a brick that you are intentionally laying because yes. it has this, it has that type of in, instructive uh, power to it. You're yeah. constructing. And, it, you know, you can see the results of this when you, are you, do you know any lazy people in your life? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, a lazy person will have a negative, lazy vocabulary for example. So they're not motivated to act. Mm -hmm. They're not acting. They're lazy because of the way that they talk, the things that they talk about. 
the things that they are willing to talk about. The way they talk. And the way they talk. <laughs> but do you remember seeing that Practical Jokers TV show, the, a skit that we saw yes. where this guy was looking for a roommate to come in and share an apartment with. And the challenge was to get whoever shows up to match the, the Practical Jokers energy. Yes. And it was so amazing it to kept watch. escalating. Because the Practical Joker had a, this complete stranger come in. And within just a few minutes, they're both jumping up and down on the furniture together, laughing together, shouting to get high-fiving, jumping from chair to chair, mirroring each other's hilarious move. <laughs> complete strangers. And we, we laugh at that, but it's pretty normal, actually, in social situations to match the energy of the person that you're with. Now, mm. this is a very real consequence of matching energy and mirroring people's toxic behaviors. Because what happens is their way of doing things actually remain with you long, long after the connection is gone. And so I guess what I'm saying is you got to be careful, everybody, to not succumb to mirroring the energetics of just whomever you're with. And this is why selection of access, selection of friendship, and and who you're spending time with is so vital to your success. Wow, this is a big one, isn't it? I mean, this is really huge because it's something that's a little instinctive because you're trying to connect with that person. And so that's when the, where the mirroring kicks in because ah, you're yes. trying to connect. But why are you trying to connect? Who knows? <laughs> there better We're be both good, human beings? I don't know. Think about it. There better be a good reason to want to connect with a good thing. Well, I think, and I think it's interesting that... You, you know, want to be liked. So many times the energy devolves more than it will be raised up. And so, you know, you've mentioned water seeking its lowest level. Right. And that's such a big part of this, too. Well, you find yourself thinking like other people and you don't even know why. And, you, and you're continuing to act like other people and you don't even know why. You just The ego wants to be validated. It mm -hmm. wants to be included. It doesn't want to feel condemned. It wants to be liked by everybody. I don't care who you are or what your past is. I want to be liked by you. And so what happens is you lose a portion of your genius of purpose to them, mm -hmm. a portion of your authentic self to them, the original intention of your one-of-a-kind, unique self to someone else. And this is not... This is not a small thing. No. This is so vital to know because we each have access to a treasure chest of words which have power. This almost makes me wonder if we need to always make sure that we're setting our intention and our perspective where, where our identity is concerned every morning, every time we leave the house, because, you know, why, why can't we be the ones setting the tone? We should be the ones that everybody's trying to match our energy and, you know, towing that line and being really um, standing in a place of leadership in your own experiences and in your own life is a huge part of this. That's so good, Maggie, because, you know, meaning crystallizes perceptions that shape our beliefs. And so it could be the negative meanings if you're not, if you're not paying attention to this, of those you're hanging around that are going to create the perceptions uh, of your beliefs. Mm. With, with that just drives your behavior. And then that's going to create the world that you're experiencing. Creative power is formed from our emotional responses when we read things as well. And when we speak about whatever it is that we're reading or watching on television or what we're hearing other people talk about, creative power is formed then from the emotional responses, how we feel about those things. And, you know, we can just say the word fire. Fire in a crowded theater. And I'm telling you, you're going to get powerful emotional and energetic reactions from yeah. a lot of people just like that. 
Quantum physics long ago determined that physical matter doesn't really exist. This countertop, I mean, this you know, looks real to me, but it doesn't really exist. Everything is just energy in different states of vibration. I mean, this is scientifically proven. Yeah. Looks like a lot of things, but it's still energy that's vibrating in a certain vibration. So actually speaking of energy and vibrational energy, uh, Bob Proctor, the lecturer and the author. Yes. I want to send much light and love with condolences to his family. Bob just passed away a couple of days ago. And uh, he he's one of the hosts of the documentary, The Secret. Remember mm -hmm. that movie? Yeah. And made a lifetime work out of teaching on the power that we are born with and the creative power of our minds to be able to choose how we are going to think and to choose what we're going to talk about so that we actually rearrange the circumstances that we're going to experience. So uh, much love and light to, yes. to the Proctor family. Physicist uh, Werner Heisenberg, who won the Nobel Prize, said atoms or elementary particles themselves are not real. They form a world of potentialities or possibilities rather than one of the things or the facts. Now, that's why to say something like, it is what it is, Steve, that is an excuse for acceptance <laughs> because it, it really isn't what it seems to be. <laughs> the, the reality is that energy vibrates at an infinite number of subtle frequencies that cause it to appear as all the different solid creations that we see in our world around us. There's been a lot of research in recently, well, really since 2012, you know, right after the discovery of the God particle, a lot of research as to whether the universe that we live in is actually a holographic experience. And it, it seems that this idea is, is very close to the truth. And so it seems like life is more of an energy flow than a collection of solid things that we see. It's just an energy flow. Yes. Well, what this means for us is that if we stay consciously awake of the energy that we contain based on the emotions that we feel, we can make deliberate choices like we're talking about that alter our frequencies and create change of the realities that we desire, seeing those manifest, literally manifest to become reality. In other words, if we're feeling down about something, we can choose to reframe the situation. We can choose to redefine the language of it mm -hmm. and raise our own level of attracting energetics. Wow. And so with this, with this renewed perspective and in this higher, more positive energetic vibration, we attract blessings. We are blessed in our lives. Good things are coming into our lives. Whether you see it or not, whether you feel like it or not, that it becomes a fact rather than habitually living the same things over and over and over in a round robin sort of way. You know, we're often not thinking and we're just not even conscious of the words that we speak. Like we're saying, you just, it's just a, a mess of things. You just <laughs> you're saying whatever you want to, especially me. I'm just talking, just saying stuff throughout the day. And or in or we're just grabbing anything to read whenever we want to read something. Don't even think about what we're reading. And we just expose ourselves to it. Like it doesn't matter. The environment of words around us affect our personal vibrations, everybody. Have you ever spent some time with someone that made you feel drained? Come on, you can, you're among friends here. 
Maybe. It's okay. <laughs> yes. Welcome, Megan. Absolutely. You have. Oh, and I yeah. gave. I gave freely. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you think. You think. Yes, you did. You think Aww. you've just got more, so much love to give, and then you go home. and You're like, oh God, I need to sleep for three days. Yeah, I just. <laughs> I didn't yeah. mean to. I didn't mean to give away all the essence of my identity in that one lunch. Well, I so I think we all have done that and you spend a few minutes with a chronic complainer who uses all kinds of negative expressions and you just feel your personal level of energy crash and burn. Mm. It's gone. Yeah. Well, something's really happening here. This is not just a figure of speech. It's not just, you know, something to describe that you're tired at the end of the day. Something really is going on. Words have tremendous creative power. So we have to choose our friends wisely. Yes. Not because it just seems like the right thing to do. It, you ha we have to do this. If you don't, then they will choose you. Mm -hmm. They will glom onto you. They will come like vultures. They'll, they will want your light, want your positivity. They will feed on your energy. They will feed on the, your, the essence of your, your uh, better life because there is <laughs> essence there and they can take that from you. They want the energy because theirs is so low. You know, if you ever find somebody going, gosh, you know, you are my sunshine. You just make me so happy and you don't feel the same. There's, there's a disconnect. Because there's no yeah. reciprocity. Yeah. You know, relationship yeah. has to have that, especially with our words. And, you know, this is this is huge. I love that you are connecting the dots today between not only the things we say, but the words that we are exposing ourselves to. Because you're right, it can drain us. It can implant seeds of doubt or negativity. It can even cause us to have more spiritual work that needs to be done that we, you know, we could have avoided that altogether. Well, it's real. This yeah. is this is tangible. In fact, there were a couple of word power experiments that have profoundly shown how words affect the natural environment. There's a Japanese scientist, Masuro Emoto, Emoto, I think it was, performed some of the most fascinating experiments on the effect that words have on energy. This was back in the 90s. For example, when frozen water that's free from uh, all impurities will form uh, beautiful ice crystals that look exactly like snowflakes under a, a microscope, okay. but it can't have any impurities in it. Mm -hmm. And water that's polluted with impurities will just freeze without forming any crystals. So there's a very real difference. It just breaks up the, the harmony of the, 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 what could be. Mm -hmm. wow. Well, in Emoto's experiments, he poured pure water into some vials that he, he then labeled with negative phrases like, I hate you, or I'm fearful of you. You're afraid. You're, it's just negative expressions. And then he spoke those negative phrases like, I hate you, to those vials over a 24-hour period of time. And the water was frozen and no longer crystallized under the microscope, even though it was pure. And it should have formed these beautiful crystals like it always did when it was Un unadulterated wow. and but what it did is it formed these gray clumps instead of beautiful crystals and then he placed some labels that said things like i love you or peace on some vials of polluted water 
And then he spoke expressions of words of praise and, and positive affection to those vials. And then after 24 hours, those vials produced these perfectly hexagonal, beautiful crystals under the microscope. Well, those experiments prove that energy that's been generated by positive or negative words can actually change the physical structure of an object. Well, the so results cool. the results of his experiments were they were detailed in a there's a series of books where you can see those really amazing before and after photos of the water crystals. But now think about this. We are made of eighty percent water. <laughs> yes. I feel like I'm probably ninety right now. <laughs> but a negative environment has a very real consequential effect on us. Yes. And we talked about this, uh, this other experiment that Emoto tested the power of spoken words by testing the power of gratitude. And he placed these, those two cups of cooked white rice. Yes. Remember that in those mm -hmm. separate mason jars? And then he fixed the lids in place, fabling, uh, rather um, putting a label on one jar, said, thank you. And you're beautiful. And all these same, same thing, positive things. Yeah. And the other thing was you fool and basically cursed it. And the jars were left in this elementary school classroom. And the students were instructed to come in there and, and speak those words on the labels to the corresponding jars a couple of times a day. And after 30 days, the rice in the jar that was constantly insulted had shriveled into this, this black gelatinous mass. And the rice in the jar that was thanked and blessed and praised was as white and fluffy as the day that it was made. And if that's not enough... How many times a day do we throw our words away and we say things like, I hate my hair. I'm so stupid. I'm just, a, I'm a klutz. You make me sick. I'm just so sick and tired of having to do this stuff. And we never even think about these words bringing negative energy into our vibration and the effects that it's going to have on us on a physical level, but they do. And so the point of it is, is Emoto's experiments were conducted with water because well, sound vibration travels through water four times faster than it does through open air. And so when you consider the fact that our body is over 80% water, and, and you know, we can understand how quickly the vibration from negative words around us resonates in our cells. There is there's scriptures in the Bible that tell us that life and death are in the power of the tongue, and that is so true as it turns out. That's not just a metaphor. Mm. You know, this is speaking to me on the level of just making sure that daily I'm recognizing that, look, I have been handed the, the conductor's baton, if you will, to my life. Whether I like it or not, the power of this is in my mouth, it's in my mind, it's in my hands. And I'm going to be the one generating all these circumstances, generating all these experiences. And as much as maybe we'd like to cop out of that sometimes, we cannot. And so acceptance is a big part of this, making sure that we wake up every day understanding the power, understanding that we can't slough it off onto someone or something else. You're the conductor. You can't opt out of this. That baton's been glued into your hand, and the universe, which is your symphony, is watching you. Yeah. Now, you may walk across the room and slump down on the couch, but you're still holding the baton, and the symphony is still watching. Yeah. And you may curse with it, or you may speak positively with your intentions as you swing the wand around, and the universe, your symphony, is responding to it. Um, I have a question about this whole process. If we have been speaking uh, negativity, you know, obviously flippantly for some time, is that something that we're going to have to undo with our words as we go ahead? Or are we just starting with a clean slate every day? Oh, you know, so, so many of us 
are in the habit of using the same negative words over and over again and again out of habit. And the problem is, is that the more that we hear, read, and speak a word or phrase, the more power it has over us. So and this is because the, the brain uses repetition to learn. Yes. Searching for patterns and consistency as a way to make sense of the world around us. You may have heard of the uh, something called mental strongholds. People will say things like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Mm-hmm. Or, well, you know, that's just the way I am, so that's how I am. There was a study published in Science Today that showed that new myelin, which is insulation that's wrapped around neurological nerves, are made each time that a skill is learned in life. And the structure of the brain's white matter changes during new practical activities by increasing the number of myelin-producing cells. So in other words, once a new skill has been learned or habit-produced, it's retained even after myelin production stops you know, doing what it does. You have a good habit or you have a bad habit, a stronghold, an old dog with an old trick now <laughs> as a result. But now this just shows how important it is to find ways to stimulate and to develop and to keep growing, keep advancing, seeking enlightenment and new experiences in order to continue the journey. And something as simple as, and I don't want to make, make this too oversimplified, but for me at the beginning of kinetic belief, and even still today, if there's something that I'm having trouble getting out of getting rid of something I'm saying over and over again, I will write down the appropriate thing to say, the truthful thing to say, the right thing, and I'll write it down on a sticky note or a card and just put it all over the house, on all the mirrors, on all the the doorknobs, you know, on the dashboard, whatever it takes, because like you're saying, the replacement factor is going to be the thing that gets us across that finish line. Because until you do that, you continue to just go through this life being led by emotions. Yeah. How you feel about something. And you may not know why you feel a certain way about it. Well, and what's so crazy about that is if you are led by those emotions and then you reinforce those emotions, you're guaranteeing that you're just going to keep having that same negative experience over and over and over again. And according to the Myelin analogy you just gave, we're actually insulating the negativity. We're, we're strengthening mm-hmm. it. We're actually giving you know this, this huge springboard to negativity to reproduce in our life. Because look, only after being burned a few times do we begin to habitually understand that fire is always hot. Even if fire somehow how it became cold, you would still imagine it being hot because you've been burned by it. <laughs> yes. it's, it's a habitual patterned way of thought. You may not remember the exact end date of the Civil War, but odds are you still know what eight times nine is because you had to repeat your multiplication tables over and over again mm-hmm. in school, drilling it into your consciousness. By the way, the Civil War ended on April the 9th, 1865, my birthday. Not not 1865, but April the 9th. <laughs> no wonder you're so wise. Yeah. <laughs> you've been around forever. I, I, know how, <laughs> I know how you can have a song that gets stuck in your head, Maggie. Oh, my that goodness. That lasts all day long. And so I, I kind of have fun with that, Yeah, I have to admit. Oh, I'm aware. And I'm sorry. But well, I have to say, though, just to in- interject here. Your, the little jingles that you come up with, these random things that you sing around the house, they are so catchy. 
So it's not fair. I'm, I already get songs stuck in my head. And then <laughs> yes. you have these, like the catchiest, and you always to, attach it to the dumbest words. I don't mean to torture you with it. I don't oh know. It's bad. I'll, I'll work on that. It's love. It's fine. But, you know, I, I do know <laughs> how difficult it is for you to get the melody out of your head. Oh, yeah. And, and I also know that, hey, if she's still singing my jingle from this morning, I, I'm on to something. <laughs> <laughs> but onto what? But, uh, I don't Who's know. Paying I'm you? onto something though. <laughs> Is Cheerios calling? Looking maybe for they should. A new song. <laughs> Rep- because repetition is is one of the most powerful tools that that there is to yes. imprint something into our minds and to keep it there. Well, and I think that I probably learned this the best when when I many years, many 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 years of practicing the violin because. And like clockwork, I would take, you know, a certain section of a song, I have to memorize the song, and I would just play it. I would play it 50, 100, Mm -hmm. 200 times, whatever it was, but you could play it in your sleep after that. And what I think is so cool is that it's just the, it's just the actionable part of it. So if you can just get yourself to start repeating positive actions, positive words, Mm -hmm. and you can do it in, you know, an... uh, I don't want to say a mindless way, but at the same time, it should be a little instinctive at some point. You know, you should be saying it so much that it overpowers everything else. Well, that's intentional training for positive results. Yes. And yeah. but and also knowing how powerful repetition is, it's, pro- it's of equal importance to understand that repetition is of a particular concern when we consider something called the illusion of truth effect which basically proves that, you know what, anything that we read, anything that we see or speak regularly is seen as being more valid than something that we are exposed to only occasionally. In other words, it doesn't make any difference whether the information is true or false. Mm. So the only thing that matters now is how often we are exposed to it. There was, wow. some, there was some research from the, the University of California at Santa Barbara, which I love the city, that demonstrated that a weak message repeated twice becomes more valid than a strong message heard only once. Mm. In other words, even one repetition has the power to change our minds. And by change, I mean on the quantum level of light energy. And the same is true for images, which are just thoughts and ideas that are concentrated into an image. Repetition increases our mental validation of anything that we're exposed to both positive and negative. And that's why it works so well in media, for example, in in political propaganda. If we are not fully awake, fully conscious and aware of what we're exposing ourselves to, consistency changes truth every time, even toward the negative, especially toward the negative. Think about how many times you falsely called yourself stupid. Okay, stop thinking about it. Or or untalented or ugly or anything else. And you begin to understand how it is that your internal propaganda shapes this false narrative of a low self-esteem and self-image. Wow. So to yeah. conscious to consciously harness the power of words for our benefit, it's good to start with the, the ones that, like you're saying, that we are just using every day, habitually using journaling, choosing to use. And this can be as simple as as determining that, you know what, I'm no longer going to engage in name-calling or negative uh, self-debasing criticisms. In other words, I am going to work at ending all self-deprecation. 
Never make your body or something that you've accomplished or anything else in your life the butt of a joke. Words have power, and quantum energy does not have a sense of humor, folks. Cast down the urge to gossip and to speak ill of other people. Your words, even when directed toward others, they, they resonate in your own body just like that rice. And just put yourself on a, a negativity diet and use your journal to go over your diet notes every day. Instead of saying that a meal was terrible, say something like, I've had better. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good start. Start there. At least that's better than saying it's terrible. Unless your, your partner cooked it. <laughs> Then think of something else positive to say, but stay on the positive train. I I had a friend ask me once if I wanted to go out to a seafood restaurant with him for dinner. And I I said, well, is it, is it good? He said, no, but it's all you can eat. Well, that's good. I'm going to be able to eat all I want. Nothing will be held back. I can clean as many plates as I want. That's a good thing. You see. But now you basically said what you wanted to say without putting <laughs> negative energy through your body. And you even used positive words when you did it. Well, I have to say, once you get on a roll with this, you're going to be unstoppable because it's addictive. It makes you feel good. And it self-perpetuates as well. You know, one positive thought can give life to many, many, many others. And so it really starts to snowball. And you even can get a little swept away with Mm. it, which I think is really exciting because at the very, very beginning of this, it feels a little tedious. You know, you're trying to retrain that brain. You've been saying things for a long time. Like I remember I used to always say, I want to lose weight. Okay, well, if I keep saying that, then I'll forever want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. That never ushers any sort of health changes into my life. And so writing down what you imagine yourself to be as healthy and replacing that those words. I mean, that seems so simple, but it's so extravagant and it's so powerful. That's so good because saying I want to, for in your example, I want to lose weight. You have what you say. So what do you have by saying that? A desire to lose weight. You have, you have what you said. You have the <laughs> desire to lose weight. Well, to desire to lose weight means you have weight that should that you want to lose. So to desire to lose, it means you're going to continue yeah. to have what you want to lose. So making sure, and that's the thing too, that's, that's what's so funny about this is that when you go to write down the positive counterpart of, what, of, the, thing, of the negative thing that you've been saying, you realize how foreign it is because sometimes you even have trouble writing it down. You even have some trouble articulating what the best version of you, what your real truth is. And so this is a very powerful process. It's going to help us know ourselves more deeply, understand our truth, articulate our truth in a more um, open way, in a way that we kind of wear on our sleeve and take with us through the day. And then, you know, I, I like how Throughout the podcast today, you've really taken words and not just described them as a powerful thing, but really as tools that we can use in all of these different situations in life. You know, if something negative is encroaching on you, you can say, no, I reject that. I can use my words to reject the negative and then immediately replace it with a positive. And so it's just going to absolutely be the most powerful uh, weapon in our arsenal. Well, and it's like you said, when you do begin practicing this, it does begin to snowball. It does begin to increase. There is an inertia. There's a kinetic energy that comes with a positive. And then you can begin practicing boosting the positive energy of your words. Instead of saying something like, well, I had a good time at a concert. 
go ahead and begin to snowball it. Ramp up the positive energy by saying, the concert was great. The concert was terrific. Fantastic. Instead of just saying, I had a good time. You're snowballing it and you're increasing it. And these yeah. feel so much better and generate this bigger <laughs> energetic response in the body. Something's beginning to happen now. Something's beginning to snowball. What is that snowballing? You're increasing. You're advancing the mind, body, and soul. You're becoming, you're expanding your territory for more of the good thing. You know, it's funny. You, you're also setting up expectations, not just for yourself, but for your whole sphere of influence. Um, I remember one time I walked into the gym and, you know, I said hello to the girl at the front desk. And she said, she said, oh, I just love when you come in here. She said, you're just so positive And, you know, you just make me feel so, you know, light and my, I just love when you come in here so we can chat and blah 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 and I just remember immediately thinking wow I will never come in here dragging <laughs> and not being positive because she called out the way that this affected her and it made me aware of this ripple effect that I'm having and so you know what's cool is that the snowball effect it's it, it actually affects everyone that you have that you can touch that you can reach and so many times I think the people expect us to be our old self. And that can be so limiting because if other people expect me to be the way I used to be, then it's hard for me to be different. So as we change minds and as we change perspectives, you're just, like you said, you're brick by brick building this whole experience, this whole life that, that we get to now enjoy and be who we really want to be. Because as you're developing and growing and changing, there's a good chance that the way you used to be, you were matching the energetics of someone negative. Yeah. And if you've got some negative Nancys in your circle of friends, limit the time that you spend with them and go find some better friends. Negative energy has a way of dragging everything surrounding it into something <laughs> like a big black hole. You avoid it. Stay away from the black hole. You will go down there. You can pass by like a, 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 a streaking meteor in the sky and affect them momentarily, but don't camp out there. And don't that, stay there. By the way, if you uh, <laughs> become super positive with negative people, they will do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, they don't will. want anything to do with that. You can have yourself. <laughs> yeah, so. Surround yourself with positive, <laughs> uplifting words and just like the people. And if you know, write down your daily positive highest viewpoints for your life and mm. say wonderful things about yourself and about your family and about your goals. Wear clothes. Yes, clothing that has positive messages or phrases about it. Imagine the kind of positive energy that you'll be generating for yourself when you're wearing positivity all day long, spiritually, <laughs> emotionally, physically. You don't have to dress like other people, everybody. Wear you. Put you on and wear you and hold your head high. We will the creative power to change our worlds, to change the world. And using words consciously shifts the energy that we're bringing into our lives. The words that we say have an authentic, powerful effect on everything around us. And whether it's rice or a human being, our <laughs> words have a profound impact on others and ourselves. And negative words or positive words, especially positive words with the good intentions behind them, that nurtures and encourages a growth. Negative words with negative emotions literally, physically rot and they destroy. And if we habitually think great things of ourselves, of others and the world around us, then we add to the greatness of ourselves and become this positive nurture to the world around us. If we habitually complain, 
like so many people do, criticize and find the bad in other people and in most things, then we are nothing but rotting, just, we're just rotting the rice. That's all we're doing. Change your thoughts, change your words, change your world. You know what? If, if we're honest about this, you know this is true. I mean, you don't have to listen to Maggie and, and myself to, to be convinced of any of this. You know this is all true. We all know this is true. We don't need rice to tell us this. <laughs> One last thing to think about, though. How, how do your thoughts about your body affect your appearance, your health, your energy, and what actions you're going to take today? If you wish to achieve your best life, your best career, your best love life, your all-time best body. It begins by feeding the body positive thoughts. Yes. Things like, I am a warrior. I am strong. My body is amazing. I love my body. I love life. I am awesome, by the way. And you know what? I'm unstoppable. I am love. I am happiness. I am joy. I am prosperity. I am, therefore, I am all these things. This is why the creative, successful power of kinetic belief in motion produces abundance every time. This is why KBs make an effort to celebrate, encourage, and to champion and edify not only themselves through their inner dialogue and, and spoken words, but all others as well. Speaking negatively about others produces the same negative effect on you. How you judge others is how you will be judged, in other words. Every negative word blows up into the face of the person that's speaking it. Mm. You know, Voltaire said, said that the secret of being boring is to say everything. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Agree. What do you say? <laughs> but not only can we say the wrong things, though, we can say too many wrong things. You're a boring, wrong thing sayer. <laughs> so I, I think before I speak and then practice speaking deliberately in the same way that an artist paints deliberately. And then I pay close attention to my first words. The first words that I speak grant permission for the universe to either attract abundance into my life or the effect of a diminishing curse into my life. Mm. First words. That's what puts the universe into motion on my behalf. You see, our words, they're just like a start button. Just push the button. To, I could not find the start button to this dispose all. Is it dispose all or disposal? Just disposal. It'll dispose all, but we'll call it a disposal. And you and I looked around, and there was no switch for it, but we did find the start button. And you push it, and the disposal comes on, and whatever's in it will be disposed of. Well, when we push the, the button, it sets things in motion, just like the disposal. Either good or bad, it will be dealt with. I wonder. I feel like it really means something that I've never seen one that's not a switch. I you know either. what I mean? I've never seen a button. Does that mean I've... I've never had anything nice. It may maybe, or you don't <laughs> clean the kitchen enough. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> but it's flush with the countertop, and it and was hard to find. You depress it. So when, when <laughs> you push the button, and everything gets dealt with. When I speak words, all of heaven is waiting to hear what I'm going to say, mm. so that my words can be acted upon. The universe has been constructed and, and put into place in a way that it has no rights to me whatsoever, except what I grant through my words. And I think it's amazing. 
by the way, that Jesus said, by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. It's proven to be creatively, in, in a manifesting way, to be absolutely true. Look, if you've been stuck with a problem and you just can't seem to fix it, there may be a simple answer to all of it. Find out how to press the, where the start button is, how to press that start button to everything that you're imagining to believe for. Until now, the problem was more likely than not that you just kept talking about what things are like in your life. How bad the things are, how bad they are, how serious this is, how uh, what the problems are in your life, well, what's wrong with them, what they are sick with, what they are believing to be sick with, and how all those things are just never going to change, rather than, rather than deliberately talking about how things are as you desire them to be. And as you go about your day, you, you're likely pushing a number of different start buttons with the words that you speak that activate all these different processes and functions at work or in, in your home and just the life you're living in general. Every day of our lives, we have got to set our kinetic law of attraction, manifesting kinetic beliefs in motion. And we do it by speaking and calling things the way that we want them to be, not how they are, but how we want them to be. Now you might be thinking, well, I've heard this over and over and I just, I do speak positive words. It just doesn't work for me. Well, it just did. You just pressed a start button. When you push the button, it sets things in motion, either good or bad. You press the button that says it doesn't work for me. When you speak words, the universe is waiting to hear what you're going to say so that your words can bring about construction or destruction. So set your goals and challenge yourself. Look for and do the new. Do the living your truth and be determined and laugh. Laugh a lot. Persevere. Stand your ground in the freedom of who you are and be tenacious in you. Endure your purpose for the rest of your natural life and enjoy the, the novelty of your weird little self. Anticipate learning more of what you're capable of and you'll never stop growing and courage will continue to rise up within you every day of your life for the hope of all good things to rise up and to manifest in your life and expect to and stay the course of you never cave in don't you dare quit don't give up on you because you love yourself the same exact way that god created the universe to support the creation of you expect your best to show up and it will. Just say this. I am a warrior. I am a warrior. I am strong. I am strong. My body is amazing. My body is amazing. I love my body. I love my body. I love life. I love life. I am awesome. I am awesome. I'm unstoppable. I am unstoppable. I am love. I am love. I am happiness. I am happiness. I am joy. I am joy. I'm prosperity. I am prosperity. I am therefore I am all these things. I am therefore I am all these things. Wow. What a powerful word filled podcast we've had today. Um, make sure you go to stephencanyon.com to get a journal if you desire to have a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth one. And I guess we'll be back here in a week, Steve. Oh, a few days. Yeah. Several days. We'll be back for sure. <laughs> yeah. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Sending out much light and love to all you KB creatives all around the world. Bye.